Welcome back, everyone. My name is Michael LeBlanc, Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Junity Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us here again this week at Mike on Money, where we talk about everything we saw last week and everything we see coming up in the next week. Uh, as you can see from the background and probably the sound quality, we're still in temporary digs as renovations continue on the office. So I do, again, apologize for that. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully we're only a few weeks away from our uh, getting back to our permanent spot. Uh, but with that, let's uh, dive into things. Uh, as always, remember everything that we cover on here is for information purposes only. Always do your own due diligence or reach out to us at mikeonmoney.com. Happy to answer any of your questions specific to your situation uh, or, or anything in general. Uh, if you have any uh, curiosities or want to look into uh, investment or financial planning in any way. With that, as always, we touch a bit on, on, on COVID-19 updates as it affects so many things, although uh, as we've, we've also been talking quite a bit, of course, uh, about the uh, Russia-Ukraine situation, which has affect, affected everything as well. But let's start with COVID. Uh, obviously, um, the, uh, the rules are lifting. Canada, you know, BC, of course, uh, the mass mandates have been lifted or the mandatory mass mandates have been lifted. There's still a lot of people voluntarily wearing them. Uh, and April 8th in BC here, uh, we'll be lifting the, the um, passport mandates. And that's the same with Ontario and Quebec. They both have set dates for lifting those things and mass mandates unwinded. So a bit of controversy around that, but it is moving forward. All, obviously, all this in light of uh, increasing COVID numbers uh, in, in different areas. Uh, China is probably the one being most watched with new uh, shutdowns or new regulations going into place to uh, stave off another surge in COVID-19, mostly uh, you know the Omicron variant that's driving uh, driving those numbers up there. Um, but so far, Canada, Britain, U.S. Um, you know haven't really uh, reacted to that. Uh, and one thing that I've been reading is um, the Sino. Sinopharma, uh, the, the vaccine used in China or main vaccine used and promoted in China uh, is not as effective with uh, Omicron as the ones used in North America and Europe. So uh, some experts are, are kind of saying we don't need to take extra, uh, extra steps because our vaccines work better. Obviously, this, it's a, a watch and see kind of situation. Uh, probably Europe will be the first kind of testing around um, as they have been through all this for another surge. Uh, well, let's keep our fingers crossed. Uh, Canada's also lifted their testing requirements to return to the country from international uh, travel after April 1st. So they had gone from the PCR test down to the antigen test and now no test required uh, when returning into Canada. Do keep in mind though, they are saying they're still doing random testing. Uh, so you might be selected for testing when you return to Canada at the airport. But as of right now, or sorry, as of April 1st, you won't require a test to return to Canada. You still might need a test to get into the country you're traveling to. So for example, the US uh, still requires Canadians to do a antigen test prior to flying to the US or crossing the border to the US. So that's about it on uh, COVID-19. Of course, we'll dive into the Russia-Ukraine uh, as we talk more about the economy. So what's going on this week? Uh, manpower, uh, U.S. is uh, we're getting a look on the employment outlook uh, survey for Q2. 
or for the upcoming second quarter and the Canadian Industrial Product and Raw Material Price Index for February is coming out. Of course, we're expecting that one to be higher uh, whenever you look at raw materials these days because of that Ukraine uh, situation. We already had inflation putting a lot of pressure on things. Uh, and as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, the uh, Russia-Ukraine situation is only driving up anything uh, raw materials kind of oriented, whether it be agriculture or metals, uh, oil and gas, uh, as both those countries are big, uh, big suppliers to the world. Uh, the stock futures have uh, have opened up higher on Tuesdays that investors continue to watch developments in the Russian-Ukraine war uh, and really shook off the remarks from uh, Jerome Powell, the, the U.S. Federal Reserve, kind of uh, commenting uh, about a more aggressive interest rates. And we'll cover kind of the U.S. interest rate hike last week and what their message in the, the messaging was going forward. Uh, markets are now faced with the prospect of a more aggressive policy around the inflation numbers. Uh, we've really layered a twist on. So when you're looking at the markets uh, or your portfolios or whatever level you're looking at these days, um, keep in mind the underlying story is still inflation and interest rates. Yes, we do have this war and we do have this spike in inflation and we do have you know, more problems with the supply chain because of the war. Uh, but the underlying um, concern is still those two items. We, we have a, an added twist to the inflationary picture, but it is still the inflationary picture that we came out of 2021 with that we're looking at for 2022 and 2023. So keep that in mind, uh, take into account what's going on uh, overseas. But those are shorter term impacts versus longer term impacts of, uh, of inflation. Um, and we continue to see day to day kind uh, of market reaction to, you know, whether uh, people are optimistic about the Russian talks or Russia or optimistic about Ukraine's future. Uh, or if they become negative and concerned uh, about what's happening over there. Uh, and, of, and of course, it changes day to day and hour by hour. As I mentioned, the Fed met uh, or raised rates in the U.S. last week. Uh, and really the messaging out of there is that they're going to have to take a, a more aggressive. So it was a quarter percent uh, rate hike, uh, you know, the first hike we've seen since um, I think it was 2018. Um, but they're looking at being more aggressive, maybe a half a percent of the next rate hike. So the market pretty much shrugged that off. Uh, and, and, and that's either the market already feels that a half a point is priced in or the market is focusing solely on the war right now and not paying attention to what could be a more aggressive rate hike and uh, a bit more volatility from that uh, when that when when that happens and, and plays out in the markets. Uh, we'll talk a bit about the yield curve today, and certainly the yield curve has kind of indicated that the market might react uh, a little negatively if that half, half a percent does happen. Uh, but it seems like the market seems to be really focused on the short term uh, happenings of the war uh, overseas. Uh, hedge funds uh, go long the U.S. dollar as that curve is steepening, uh, you know, before the Fed really starts raising the rates. Uh, but that actually has gone against them as the uh, the, the dollar actually weakened a little bit, um, you know, despite those indications of higher interest rates. Uh, so that's kind of slipped a little bit. And again, is that because people got a little optimistic uh, with uh, Ukraine's, uh, let's call it success uh, so far in, in staving off the uh, the, the Russian advances. Uh, of course, we saw yesterday and today with uh, Russia uh, stepping up their um, their missile attacks on key 
uh, Ukrainian cities. Uh, as we mentioned, Powell talked about raising the rates, uh, you know, more more quickly than originally, uh, or at, le at least more quickly than some of the markets uh, were, were kind of indicating uh, early on in the year. Uh, and most of that's being driven, you know, we got, if you've seen the fuel prices, and if you haven't yet started to see it at the grocery stores, it's certain started uh, to come in in the food product, the food chain, uh, where we're seeing higher and higher prices, not just because of inflation from last year, but because of the shortage uh, that is only going to get a bit worse. You know, definitely if you're looking at European countries, uh, we're going to see more inflation there. Uh, Cole, the retailer in the US, is, uh, is looking at uh, several offers for the department stores, uh, and they're considering those as they kind of evaluate, you know, alternative way of doing businesses, the brick and mortar. Uh, is that the way they want to go, or do they want to uh, focus more on e-commerce or a completely different, um, uh, completely different channel? Uh, Good that they're getting uh, they're getting offers, although we haven't uh, seen or heard kind of uh, how uh, how those are valued and, and whether that's good for Kohl's or not yet. Credit Suisse was hit by another scandal, uh, as they saw you know board shake up with uh, Severin Schwann, uh, a very influential vice chair on the board, uh, stepping down. As if you've been following the Credit Suisse story for several years now, they've been hit with one kind of uh, damaging scandal after another, kind of closing departments and downsizing and restructuring. Uh, and this is just kind of one more. So Credit Suisse continues to struggle with internal battles. Uh, really nothing market driven. This is kind of an internal structure issue that they, uh, they've continued to struggle with. Apollo Infrastructure Fund is buying a 49% stake in Spain's Prima Frio. Uh, so Apollo Global uh, Management uh, Investments, uh, which primarily focuses on infrastructure, is buying a big stake in Spanish road and freight operator uh, to expand out that infrastructure holdings uh, as we see continued spending, especially in Europe uh, and around the world. Really, that's pretty normal in an inflationary market uh, for governments to spend a lot of money on infrastructure. Uh, and we'll see more and more of that coming in the uh, in the coming year. Uh, State Street uh, SSGA uh, set to lose $14 billion of Hong Kong money. So basically the Hong Kong Monetary Authority uh, who had uh, contracted out the management of one of their mandates uh, to SSGA uh, is taking it back in-house as a cost-saving measure uh, and feel that they've built up enough uh, resources uh, internally to run that. Uh, so it's a bit of a, a hit to SSGA as that money moves away from from their AUM uh, for their portfolios. So let's talk about what's coming up this week. Uh, as I mentioned, the US Securities Exchange Commission is facing you know, uh, some deadlines around Tesla. Uh, if you haven't been following this, this goes back a couple of years. Elon Musk, you know, when he tweeted out uh, about taking Tesla private, uh, which is really not, in, you know, kind of if, if that were true and maybe it was something he was considering, um, uh, it's insider information. So tweeting that out, which affected the stock price, there was a big uh, SEC uh, case against them. And one of the things that they came out with was uh, monetary, it was, I think it was $20 million uh, penalty uh, or fine towards to him, but also required that his tweets be vetted in advance by uh, lawyers of the, uh, of the Tesla company. Uh, so Musk is, is challenging that, that it restricts or violates his, his uh, free speech rights. 
So uh, we'll, we'll take a look and see what that means. Um, I don't know if it's good for Tesla, if he's free to tweet at whatever he wants, given, uh, you know, it was about a week ago, he challenged uh, Putin to um, a battle or a fight to, uh, to determine the, you know, the fate of, uh, of Ukraine. Uh, is that the guy you want at the, uh, on the social media channel for your company? So we'll see what happens there this week. Uh, they're expected to rule on that. The Fed uh, Reserve, uh, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York president is participating in a virtual conference. So, you know, just after the U.S. Fed comes out with kind of their messaging and being more aggressive, the states obviously uh, are holding their annual uh, 22, 2022 summit uh, with international banks and talk about uh, what their what their trajectory uh, or tracking their recovery. Uh, and trying to avoid that recession, right? We talked about the recession last week, more and more. Uh, the probability statistics are increasing more and more. We may go into a very short-term recession in the second quarter, uh, just driven by the spike in inflation that we're seeing out there. I guess on the good news front, uh, Carnival is expected to post a rise in first quarter earnings helped by the rebound of demand for cruises, which is great. Certainly not getting me out on one anytime soon. I'm not sure how you guys out there feel. Uh, but, uh, but investors are on a lookout on, on these earnings because obviously we had the Omicron impact uh, of its resurgence, uh, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, you know, a lot of those ports, uh, you know, will be out of service to the cruise lines uh, or certainly a lot of them be a much more of a concern for the, uh, for the cruise lines to, to access. Uh, and then on top of that, you've got the higher fuel prices impacted the entire travel industry, whether you're flying or, or cruise or even driving. So uh, we'll take a good look at that. It'll be an indicator to kind of see how that sector is rec recovering. They can't seem to really catch a break, you know, as soon as, uh, you know, people start to travel and post uh, or, or, or book cruises again, you know, they get hit by, uh, you know, other issues, you know, it's obviously uh, fuel prices being a big one, a big impact for them. Uh, the, USC, uh, you, the US SEC proposes companies disclose a range of climate risks. So this goes into the Biden's government kind of uh, push to join global efforts to avert, you know, cli climate related catastrophes. Uh, so they're looking at a range of climate related um, uh, uh, risk and greenhouse emission numbers. Uh, for each company that's listed on the U.S. exchanges to, to allow investors to decide, you know, how much they want to support or impact um, with their investments uh, into those companies. We're also seeing a lot of that in the, the social governments investing or, um, you know, the environmentally responsible uh, investing side of things. A lot of those, those, uh, those vetting uh, systems uh, need data in order to be able to tell which companies are, are doing better than others when it comes to climate change. Uh, and so having these transparent numbers out there will help uh, help those interested in investing more socially responsible. Uh, Buffett went out and bought, uh, bought an insurance company after a drought. He had actually just been complaining uh, for, for a few weeks that, you know, he wasn't able to find any good deals or investment opportunities. And uh, he found uh, an insurance company that he's buying for $11.6 So, you know, good for him. Not that I think uh, too many people were overly concerned about Warren Buffett not being able to find something to buy. But uh, obviously, he's looking at the 
interest rate hikes, which, as we've talked about before, increases spreads for banks' profitability, but also helps insurance companies. Uh, so getting in on a good value. Probably a little early stage on the insurance side of things, but that's his that's his uh, how his, he generally invests is fairly early stage. Uh, Russia uh, has found Meta, so the parent company of Facebook, Meta guilty of extremist activities. But WhatsApp, they're fine with. So if you're not aware, WhatsApp is the the uh, texting app within uh, within Facebook, or Facebook bought it, so it's a separate app as well as uh, operates the backbone to the Facebook Messenger. Uh, so they said WhatsApp is is fine. Uh, the Messenger service can can continue to operate within. Uh, Russia, but they found them guilty of extremist activities. Uh, but they'd already banned Facebook and Instagram social networks uh, as part of the the, um, the the this war and the the, the different shutdowns that U.S. or uh, put on Russia and uh, individual companies have put on Russia. And Russia is just hidden back on those things. Boeing uh, stock fell briefly. It has bounced back. Uh, so if you haven't followed the story, there was a horrible crash of a 737 plane in southern China. Uh, all 132 uh, people on board are believed to not, not have survived. Uh, this is a 737-800 aircraft, not the, Mac, not the MAX 8 that previously had issues. Uh, this 737 model has been in operation uh, for longer than the MAX 8, although they really share some characteristics. So, so far, the, the, um, the thoughts are, uh, this is not a design issue, but the same as the, the MAX 8. There has been one other crash, I believe, on the 737-800 uh, in recent years. Uh, but China Eastern Airlines has grounded their, their fleet of 737 while an uh, investigation takes place. So the, the Boeing stock took a, took a big hit, but did bounce back fairly quickly. Uh, people looking at, you know, as a value buy. Also, Boeing is kind of caught up in this aerospace and defense surge uh, as we're seeing more and more countries beef up their, their defense, whether it be planes uh, or um, uh, military defense systems. Uh, Boeing obviously is a supplier to, uh, to some of those. Uh, so we saw a pretty quick rebound um, yesterday and today on that, on those stock prices. So, so far, not a lasting impact on Boeing, but uh, of course, we'll keep an eye on the investigation to see what happens there. Uh, Google has uh, settled a, uh, a lawsuit or a claim uh, over fire and workers protesting uh, kind of an immigration cloud deal that they put in place. So Google, or the parent company Alphabet, is uh, pretty famous for this, for starting up uh, different efforts. I uh, probably remember the most famous one, Google Glasses, right, was going to come out and change the world. Kind of put a bunch of money, put a bunch of employees and people behind it. And then uh, as they looked at the market, decided it wasn't it wasn't worth their while, so they shut it down. Uh, so this was another a kind of a, a cloud structure that they were, um, they, they moved employees, you know, uh, here's an opportunity to so give up your current job, move into this division uh, and, and, and get this trial things working. Uh, they paused it for several months uh, and then shut it down. So the workers kind of went back and said, hey, you really didn't give us an opportunity to, to uh, really make this a, a real thing. Uh, and we lost our jobs as part of it. So they settled. We don't know what the settlement was, but they settled out of court and uh, the case moved on. So not a big hit to Google and certainly the price share hasn't moved at all or has gone up as opposed to going down. 
On the on the dollar front, uh, the U.S. dollar actually gained a little bit after a few days of weakening. Uh, again, in, due to optimism uh, around the Russia-Ukraine situation, uh, but Jerome Powell, as I mentioned, talked about uh, higher inflationary rates, so it should be driving the U.S. dollar up uh, a bit stronger. Again, it's a flight to safety and concerns. So, depending on you know, again, taking the war out of the discussion, just looking at the inflationary impacts not just here, but in Europe, especially when you talk about the impact of uh, the resources and, and energy uh, cut off from Russia into Europe, um, you know, they're going to see probably a higher spike of inflation over there. So the flight to US dollar uh, or the safety of US dollar will continue. So likely see uh, the US dollar continue to gain, gain ground uh, from that front. And that's really where we've seen some, you know, some weakness in the Canadian dollar. Is really losing against uh, you losing against the U.S. The yen has weakened further. Uh, you know, again, just against the U.S. dollar. Basically, the, you know, kind of a divergent uh, monetary policy as the U.S. you know, or sorry, the yen or Japan uh, looks at you know continuing to maintain lower interest rates uh, and the U.S. is increasing uh, their, uh, their their prime rates uh, over this year. And we saw the 10-year note uh, kind of pop up a little bit over 2%, 2.35 Tuesday. So well over, if you remember last year, we were tracking, uh, you know, that 1.8% number. If we broke through that, you know, we were looking in for uh, for interest rate hikes. We've also obviously gone through that. Even after the quarter point, we saw last increase last week. So just more fuel for that half percent hike coming up in the next month or two. On the commodity front, uh, oil prices... Uh, we're a bit lower in Europe, uh, so this is coming off the high where they broke through over 100, and I think they hit around 137 a barrel. They did break down to the low 90s. Uh, it is back around the 110, 111, I think last time I looked, uh, a barrel uh, price, so still holding in really strong. Again, when it comes to energy, if we take the war out, the trajectory was, uh, you know, was was upwards. It's going to uh, could continue upwards, especially as more and more travel opens up. We still have some supply constraints. Uh, we do have the twist, obviously, of Russia Russia's supply being taken off the market uh, as countries around the world pivot to find other sources for their for for their oil, and that has been happening. We see Germany strike a deal with. Um, with Qatar, uh, the U.S. is obviously working a lot more with Canada, but also looking at lifting sanctions on Venezuela to get some from there. So short term, yes, we saw that Russian spike. Uh, longer term, it is still just a supply uh, crunch uh, as we reopen the economy and people get back to traveling uh, and having shut down a lot of the supply uh, during the pandemic. So the messaging is still strong energy pricing uh, for the next little while. Uh, and we just layer in on the Russian issue uh, on top of that as we go through that. So with that, that's what we have for this week. But if you have any questions at all, any comments, go to myconmoney.com. Love to hear from you. Remember, these uh, these weeklies are put on our podcast and YouTube if you want to listen to them or uh, catch up on them uh, outside of our live hour. Uh, feel free to do that if uh, you can get those links right at our, our site there. Um, and uh, hope you have a great week. Looking forward to talking to you all again next Tuesday. Take care. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.